but let's go, go, go. So the first one is that you have to be willing to take a risk. And so if you guys know my story from uh, way back when, this was literally three years ago, um, I went to... Uh, I went to Eric Worre's network marketing GoPro event, right? And uh, I was making probably a hundred dollars a month at the time. We had just started with Prove It, and he, if you haven't, if you've heard the story, like you're gonna hear it again. Sorry, but uh, he was doing this training where he was talking about if you have a full time job and you have a network marketing business, and he was like, write them both on a piece of paper. And I was like, all right, cool. I wrote it down. I got like paralegal and then I got like prove it. And he's like, circle the one that has most of your attention. And I was like, obviously prove it does. And I put a big circle around prove it. And he starts talking and Brittany Anderson looks over at me and she goes, you're lying. And I said, what do you mean? I'm lying. She said, you're lying. That does not have most of your attention. You are not focused on prove it. You are focused on complaining about your job. You are focused on, uh, oh, I have to get up at 8 a.m. to go to this paralegal thing. Oh, you're focused on um, how much you hate your job. She's like, you're not focused on prove it. And I was like, oh, crap. And so I went home and I put in my 90 days at my job and I was like, I have to make it or break it, right? And I was willing to take the risk, right? And I'm not telling you to quit your job when you're making $100 a month. I probably quit my job a little bit too early, right? But like some of us are also holding on to our full-time job and we want to quit because it's comfortable, right? We want to be able to have that fallback. We want to be able to have that, that comfort. And sometimes you have to let go of it. You just have to, you have to. And so at the end of that 90 days, I put my 90 days in at work. At the end of that 90 days, we were ranked four and 30 days later, we hit champ, right? I would not be sitting here leading this. I say this all the, time, all the time. I would not be sitting here leading the Zoom without that Eric Worre event. I wouldn't. I literally, like, had he not pushed me, I wouldn't be sitting here. I would not have had the balls to do what I did. I would not have had the balls to go on the recruiting screen spree. I would not have, I wouldn't have done it, right? And so what are you holding on to in your life because of comfort? And that's a really extreme example. Like some of you guys, it's going live, right? Taking that risk is going live. It's getting uncomfortable. It's putting yourself out there, right? Some of you, that risk is sharing part of your story that you're afraid to share, but like, are you willing to take the risk so that you can get the reward on the other side? And something that somebody said in the chat while Jesse Lee was training on this was you're actively living your plan B right now. And I've kind of said this before, like I've talked about this where it's like, if when I, when I made the decision to quit my job, I said, what is the worst thing that could happen? The worst thing that could happen is I fail at this business and I have to go back to, to working that full-time job. Well, then I was already living the worst case scenario, right? I was already working that full-time job. I was already miserable in my full-time job. So I was already living my plan B. So can you take a leap of faith and decide that living your plan B is not good enough, right? Can you take a little risk? Can you go live? Can you share part of your story? Can you quit your job. Some of you are at that level where you could quit your job, right? Like what, what do you need from this and what risk are you willing to take to achieve it? Right. Have you held on a little bit too long? So the second characteristic of a successful business owner, this is a small business owner. This is a large business owner, whatever you want out of this, but a success, uh, the second characteristic is that you are driven, 
right? You are driven. And that means that you are driven to succeed not only in business, but in other aspects of your life, right? Do you want a successful relationship? Do you want to successfully raise children, right? Do you want to um, have, do you want to have success in all areas of your life? And so when we talk about this, I kind of think about like, there's going to be seasons of your life where things are not balanced, right? There's going to be seasons of your life where your relationship is not going to be first priority. The business has to be first priority because you want to build, right? But there is, but it's just a season. And so like, can you, even in that season where your relationship isn't the priority, still figure out how to make it succeed, right? And so like, I, sorry, Holly, but uh, I kind of use Holly with this, right? Because it's not easy to date somebody who has their entire life on social media, who is running a multi-million dollar organization, who literally, I we have had the conversation and I said, building is my priority right now. So like, I want this relationship to work, but like, you got to get in where you fit in, right? And like, she knows there's a lot of love there. There's, I love her. And you know, it is a priority for our relationship to succeed. But if it comes down to choosing between building and the relationship, if we can't make it work. I've literally made this very clear, like in this season of my life right now, this is what is important to me. Building this team, building this long-term wealth, right? Building this business for our future, right? I'm thinking about our future. I'm not thinking about right now. Right now, it is a little uncomfortable to try and squeeze in date night and all the trainings and lead an organization and put my life on social media. It's a little uncomfortable. But are you driven to be successful in all those areas, right? And are you, are you able to have that, have that conversation where it's like, we need, to set, we need to set a date night and then I need you to leave me alone? Like, you know what I mean? And that sounds a little harsh. Like some of you guys are not as in, are not, you don't want a business as big as I do. And that's totally fine. Like if you are happy where you're at and you're happy with um, a smaller business or whatever, like I love you where you're at. But for those of you that want to build this big, for those of you that want to make this your, your long-term wealth, for those of you that want to build wealth for generations to come, like it's going to come down to making those sacrifices, right? and trying to figure out how you can be successful in all aspects of your life. But sometimes it's not going to be evenly balanced. And that's probably the biggest, um, the big, I know that a lot of you guys dropped in the chat that one of your, um, your biggest struggle in business is being, is balance and finding time. And I made a podcast today. Kristen listened to it. She said it's a little attacky and, but it's hacky in the good way, right? Like I literally was like, high vibe empire. If you were listening to this, this is not a direct attack, but like, you're going to feel attacked. So I love you, but like y'all said you wanted this. So I gave it to you, but it's literally in that podcast. I say like, if you feel like you don't have time to build a business, like, is it that you don't have time or is it that it's not a priority? And so sometimes when you switch that language from, oh, I can't afford this or, oh, I don't have time for this, it's, that's not a priority for me. And that's okay. If, may, if team training is not a priority because, you know, I know I don't want to put Laura's business all over the place, but she's got a lot going on with her family right now. And her family is her priority. And she's made that very clear. She's told me that's my priority. I can't always be on team training. I'm like, I, I get it. I get it. Your family needs you right now. Right. And so Basically, my point being, you want to be driven in all aspects of your life, right? The third characteristic of a successful business owner is being focused on achieving your goals, right? And so this is not only um, your business goals, but your life goals, right? And not readjusting those goals. Like some of you guys, 
No, I love you, Laura. Sorry, I got distracted by the chat. Uh, some of you guys readjust your goals halfway through, right? Like you say you want to hit champ by the end of the year. Well, is that still your goal or did you readjust because the end of the year is getting closer and it's getting a little scary? Right? Or do you want to hit champ by 2021? Well, is that still your goal? Or did you readjust because we're getting a little closer? We're in September, right? And so what goals did you set at the beginning of the month, right? We're halfway through the month now. And well, we're a little more than halfway through the month now. And if you said you wanted multiplier, are you still shooting for multiplier? Or have you given up? Have you stopped halfway through the month? Have you given up? Successful business owners don't give up on their goals. And that doesn't mean that you're always going to achieve them. You're not always going to achieve them. You want to know how long our freaking goal has been ranked seven? My God, it feels like it's been forever. We're going to hit it though. We're going to hit it. Like I know we are. It's not, I'm not going to drop that goal. I'm not going to give up on that goal. Right. But it's just not our time yet. And so this is not just business goals. So one thing that I think is really cool is that, um, I don't remember when I did it. I think it was at the beginning of 2018. No, 2019, 2019. I don't remember when I did it, but it was, it was a while ago, right? I wrote down my 50 goals for the next five years. And I literally lost this piece of paper. Like I literally lost it and I couldn't find it. And I guess it was the beginning of 2018. I couldn't find the paper anywhere. And then, um, new year came around. So it was the beginning of 2020 and I found the paper, right? And I was actually looking over these goals with Holly, I'm pretty sure. And at the time when I wrote the goal list, I was still with Mitch. My life looked so different. And we read over this goal list and it said things like, I'm going to move to Texas. It said things like, I'm going to be in a happy, healthy relationship. It said things like, you know, it said all of these goals on it that like, I forgot I even set right? I forgot I even set these goals and, but they, so many of them were achieved that I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize, I didn't even remember I wanted to do that. I think one of them was that I wanted to get my lips done, which I did. I forgot that was like a goal that was like literally on my 50 goal sheet, but like what goals have, like, I don't know. It's just when you write these goals down, it's in your subconscious, right? So these goals were somewhere in my subconscious because they were something I really wanted. So can you start, I, I love writing down new goals every year for the next five years. So can you write down 50 goals you have for the next five years and then accidentally on purpose lose that piece of paper? Don't look at it. Don't like stare at it. Don't obsess over it because the more you obsess over that piece of paper, the less you're actually going to be doing work that it takes to get there. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. Awesome. So focus on the goals, right? Write them down and then they'll sit in your subconscious, but this isn't just business goals. Like I literally just said to you guys, I wanted to be in a successful relationship. I literally just said to you guys, I wanted to move to Texas. None of that has to do with business. None of that has to do with business, but like, what are your wealth goals? What are your business goals? What are your relationship goals? What are your health goals? Uh, what are your hobby goals? Like, do you have a goal to find a hobby? Because like, Jesse Lee asked in the champ chat the other day, what are your hobbies? And I was like, um, eating. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Working. Don't know. Don't have those hobby. Who, what is that? Right. Okay. I guess I could say planting plants. Like I really like planting plants and like taking care of them until they start to die. And then I get pissed off at them. I just let them die because they make me angry. But what are your goals? Right. You <laughs> 
<laughs> Emily and Holly both were like, oh no. <laughs> well, whatever, okay. It's it's I'm doing the best I can, okay? The next thing that a successful business owner does is they are confident, passionate, and enthusiastic, right? And uh, Jesse Lee and I had this conversation with Brian Underwood the other day when we were sitting on his porch and he literally said, confident people take it for granted because it's everything. Confidence is everything. Like he was like, well, you know, 90% of it's showing up. And Jesse Lee was like, but if you're not even confident enough to show up, then you don't even get the opportunity, right? Confidence is everything. Confidence is the way that you speak. It's the way that you present yourself. It's the way that you talk to people. It's the way that you show up online. It's literally everything. And so how do you start to build confidence? Well, Number one, I need you to keep promises to yourself. You need to keep promises to yourself. If you told yourself at the beginning of this, I know what's honey, you set goals at the beginning of this month where you said you were going to go live Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Have you gone live Monday, Wednesday, Friday? No? Well, that's why you're not confident because you don't even trust yourself. You don't even trust yourself to keep your goals, right? Have you, it's like the podcast thing, okay? You guys, I keep using this podcast thing, but like, when I set the goal to do a podcast every day, uh, Monday through Friday, every single week, I am so damn proud of myself for doing the podcast, right? Like I'm so damn proud of myself for doing the podcast every single day, Monday through Friday. I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm keeping promises to myself. I'm doing amazing. I'm incredible. I am fantastic, right? Like it feels good. It feels good. Do the thing that you're scared to do before you're ready. Okay. When I had the, when Brie, uh, Brie Nichols was in town, her and I had the conversation where I was like, I feel like I don't get the opportunity to train. I feel like I don't get the opportunity to show people how much I've grown over the last three years, except for on our immediate team. Um, and so I said, it like really digs into my confidence because I don't feel like, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's good enough or whatever I said to her. And so she, the next week asked me to train on her team zoom. And I was like, that sounds pukey. Oh, that feels really pukey. Okay. All right, fine. I'll do it. I did the thing before I was ready. And now I'm like, afterwards, I was like, wow, I'm an amazing trainer. I'm incredible. Like I have a lot of value to offer. Right. And like, that sounds braggy to some of you, but like, that's legit how I feel. Like I literally am like, oh my God, I am actually so good. Like <laughs> it's unreal. And so somebody had commented or had posted a story and was like, Sydney is the hidden gem of the empire. And I was like, you damn right. I am like, I am the hidden gem, but like it's doing the thing before I was comfortable doing it. It felt really pukey, but then I did it right. And so how can you build confidence? It's building trust with yourself. It's doing the thing before you're ready. And then it's being your authentic self. You guys, you might've thought I was confident before I came out, but like, have you seen me since then? Like I came out and I'm like, oh, I get to be real and me forever. And it's amazing. And it's great. And like, you know, whatever. And so like, what parts of yourself are you hiding that are making you feel not confident because you have this secret that you're toting around in your life, right? Like you feel like you can't be all yourself because you have this secret. Does that make sense? Yes. Excellent. Totes. Totes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, only half the cameras are on today and it makes me really sad, but I'm, I'm looking at the faces that are on. So, um, I said confident, passionate, and enthusiastic, right? So enthusiasm is 
you can sell anything if you're enthusiastic enough. I loved this coaching call that I had with Deidre the other day when she was like, she was selling me on the product. She's like, I love this. You know, I drink it down and I shoot it straight to the dome and it's amazing. And I feel great. And I have so much energy. I'm like, girl, where can I get some of that? And she's like, you sell it. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Right? Like it was so good. She's so enthusiastic. She is so confident in, in her knowledge in the product. And it's, it's literally mesmerizing. Like I was like, oh, how do I get that? Um, and so enthusiasm sells everything. It sells every single time, right? If you, and that's kind of a good way to fake confidence, right? If you sound enthusiastic about something, you sound confident, but it's those people that get on live and they're like, so the other day I started drinking this drink and like gave me so much energy and I loved it and it was amazing. Yeah. Well, when Jesse Lee did this training, she went on like that for like five freaking minutes. And I was like, please stop. You are literally hurting my brain. I cannot, I cannot. Okay. And so, but it's that enthusiasm, right? It's literally, if I was like, oh my God, so I tried this drink the other day and I have so much energy and I'm so focused and I just, I cannot wait to share this with you guys. Oh my God. It's going to help so many people. How many more people would be like excited to try something like that? Right. Because I'm enthusiastic. I'm all up in it. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I don't know. I guess this like combination of food and ketones and just these training, I feel it hype today. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's Holly's birthday, but anyway, I, I, I digress. I'm going to keep going. So then <laughs> Holly, stop. Okay. And then it's, uh, people that are passionate, right? And so this is probably one of the biggest things is you have to be passionate, right? Like, because when you're passionate about something, people can't tell you you don't know what you know, right? Like I know what I know about ketones. So like, I'm super passionate about ketones and what they do for people and how they change people's lives. And that's because I have all of you as examples. But like when the keto police came for my TikTok, it's now at, by the way, it's now at 212,000 views. Um, and probably half of those are keto police people, but you can't tell me, I don't know what I know about ketones because I'm so passionate about it. I'm so passionate about learning about it. I'm so passionate about seeing people's lives change right in front of me. So you can't tell me, I don't know what I know because I'm passionate about it. Right. And so when you are passionate, enthusiastic, and confident, you inspire people and, in pe and then people start to emulate confidence, passion, and enthusiasm, right? And so that's why sometimes, um, like people will say, people, people have said this to me before, they're like, oh, you're just copying Jessie Lee. And it's like, well, no, she's just transferred her passion and enthusiasm to me. And so can you start to inspire people to be passionate Sorry, there was the mosquito right in front of my face. To be passionate, enthusiastic, and confident, right? So number five characteristic of business owners is that you're self-motivated and you're self-reliant. And this is going to stab some of you in the heart. You're going to be like, oh, this hurts. And I get it. But like, you have all the tools to be successful. Every single one of you. Especially when you're on, when you're on our front line. Because you not only have access to our Tuesday night Zooms, but you have our Wednesday night Zooms. You have this frontline Zoom. You have my podcast. You have training videos. You have direct access to me. You have one-on-one -on -one coaching calls. You have everything you need to be successful. You have the scripts. You have the group that was literally created for you. 
you have every single thing you need to be successful. You have all the tools. You just have to use them. Right. And so it kind of goes back to that quote that, um, that Lisa, I think it was Lisa trained on Lisa and Curtis both trained on this, but it was, I will help you, you build your business. It's great that we have that rah, rah team chat. It's great that we have that rah, rah, whatever. But when you feel like pulling away from the team, when you feel like getting away from the fire, when you feel like, oh, I don't feel it, or I don't feel like I'm good enough to be part of the team. And you start to seclude yourself or you start to not show up on trainings anymore, or you start to pull away from the fire. It's the worst thing you can do because you're getting away from that rah, rah, but you also need the self, the self motivation. I can't be on your shoulder every morning telling you to get up and do your morning routine. I can't. I can't be on your shoulder every day saying, how many people did you ATM today? I can't. I'd love to. That'd be fun if I had a camera in all of y'all's houses and I was like, hey, excuse me, August, I'm gonna need you to ATM some more people today. Hey, excuse me, Kristen, I'm gonna need you to do some more uh, personal development today. That'd be really fun. It would. I would love to spy on you guys, but I can't, right? And so you have to be self-reliant. You have to be self-motivated. You have to use the tools. Nobody else can make you do it, right? And so the only thing with that is that I would suggest getting a uh, accountability partner. And I want you to get an accountability partner if you don't already have one that is outside of the high vibe empire. I want them in the empire because nobody improve it builds like we do, but outside of the high vibe empire so that you can collaborate with people, so that you can um, have that motivation that's outside of our rah-rah team chat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the team chat is great until the day that you don't feel like plugging into the team chat so you don't feel like getting up, right? Does that make sense? Um, and so, sorry, I got distracted by the chat again. <laughs> Hi, squirrel. <laughs> uh, so number six is the ability to separate work and personal life. The ability to separate work and personal life. And this is going to be so important with your, with your business because here's probably one of the biggest mistakes that I made in my early days in business was that I made it look like you had to be working all the time to be successful, which is not true. It's not. You don't have to be working all the time. You don't have to be hustling all the time. You don't. You need to make time for your family. You need to make time for yourself and your self-care. There's a hustle and there's a flow. You got to work. They got to work together. But if you, you'll, you, if you work constantly, constantly, you will end up burnt out. And I have done that. Um, I actually did that very recently where I was like constantly working with no boundaries. And then there was no boundaries in uh, our relationship with me and Holly. And I finally was like, I'm going to explode. Like I literally, I can't, I'm at my breaking point. I'm going to explode. So we set boundaries with the business. We set boundaries with our relationship and there's both, but it comes down to setting boundaries, setting boundaries with your team members, setting boundaries with your customers. You guys, I'm not always at my phone. I'm not always accessible. And there are some team members that some that think that because they message me, I should answer within 2.5 seconds. And if I don't, then I am being neglectful. And I'm just here to tell you that I am not on my phone at all times. It's none of you guys on here right now. <laughs> don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> it's none of you guys on here right now, but there are people that will literally message me six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times in a row when I haven't answered in five minutes. 
because they have no sense of boundaries, right? And so with the people like that, with your customers like that, that are constantly asking you questions that think that you should be at their beck and call, can you set some boundaries? Can you say, these are my office hours. I'm not answering you after nine o'clock at night, which is something I've had to do with people. I'm not answering after nine o'clock at night, unless it's an emergency. And an emergency is not, hey, I don't know what to eat for the rest of my fats today. Like that's not an emergency. <laughs> that is a go figure it out, right? But like, if you don't set boundaries with people, then they don't learn that there are tools and resources for all of this, right? Like if you can't find your link, there is a video in the empire that shows you how to find your link, right? So when you hand everything to people every single day and you don't set boundaries, then it, they, they don't learn how to be self-sufficient. So you have to have the, I got on a tangent about boundaries, but you, <laughs> you have to learn how to separate your work life and your personal life, right? We, Holly and I have date nights where I set my phone down and then Holly and I have date, date nights where I'm like, this is a working date night. I'm really sorry, but like, I got goals to hit. Like it's, it's just got to happen. Right. And so we have picked this, um, we've picked this, this is a side note, but we've picked this restaurant that we really like. And both of us know now what we get there. So it's kind of like a more casual date night. Right. So like one night we need to get out of the house. That'll be like our working date night. I'll answer messages. We'll still be there whatever. But like, can you be fully present for your business when you're fully present for your business? And can you be fully present for your family when you're fully present for your family and decide when those boundaries are and when those hard lines are right? Like I started visiting, um, I started visiting Jesse Lee, unless I'm going there to work, I've started visiting Jesse Lee at night because I know that she stops working at like seven or eight. And so I get full Jesse Lee friend time, because if you don't know this, Jesse Lee and I have a personal relationship outside of business. Like we are actually friends. Like we went on a, a date, me, her and Holly the other night and tried out a new restaurant. Like we're actually friends. <laughs> and so can you separate the two right now? Number seven is, um, successful business owners seek advice from experts. Y'all are not experts in everything. Hear my heart on this. Sometimes you don't know what to do in a certain situation. And sometimes we react in certain situations and uh, out of emotions rather than out of knowledge, right? And so can you, if you're having trouble with recruiting or if you're having trouble with sales or if you're having trouble with, with whatever, like, can you go seek um, advice from an expert? Sorry, my brain like glitched for a second. Can you go seek advice from an expert? Can you book a one-on-one -on -one coaching call with me if you're having trouble in your network marketing business, right? Can you consult a podcast if you're having trouble in your relationship or if you're having trouble with communication or if you're having trouble with whatever, can you go consult a podcast or another expert, okay? Can you, and so something that I like to do is um, like when we have, when I need leadership advice, I will send a text to Brittany. I will send a text to Jesse Lee and I will send a text to Jenny because they're all three separate personalities with separate opinions. I don't use names. I don't use anything personal, but I tell them the situation and I say, how should I handle this? Right? That way my emotions are not involved. Their emotions are not involved. And I'm getting an opinion from an expert in the field of how to handle things. So, can you be aware enough to say, I don't know the answer, but I will find out. 
I don't know how to handle this situation, but I will consult somebody that does. Right? Does that make sense? Wow, everybody's camera's off now. <laughs> Hi. Okay, so can you seek advice from experts? Number eight is invest in yourself. And I don't mean money. I don't mean it has to be money, but it could be time. It could be energy. But can you learn how to invest in yourself, right? We have Empire U coming up, which thank God that is, um, is what is the word? Affordable. Thank you. Thank you, brain. Um, the, that event is affordable, right? You sell one trial and you can go to Empire U. It's $47, right? So can you invest in yourself and uh, go to that event, right? Or GoPro is coming up. I literally just told you guys my GoPro story. I literally just told you guys I would not be sitting here leading the Zoom without GoPro. You think that might be a good way to invest? I know for a fact that GoPro is what took Jesse Lee to a million dollar earner because she got into this room where there were 18 year olds that were making a million dollars. And she said, oh crap, I'm not thinking big enough. I know that Jenny Elizabeth's business went from zero to six figure earner in a year because she went to GoPro and she literally walked in the GoPro room and she goes, oh my God, this is actually legit. This is a legit um, industry. People are actually making money with this. And her business went from zero to six figures. So can you, I don't know how much the GoPro tickets are. Jesse Lee has a room though for the empire, but can you invest in yourself? And so that is a money way, but like, can you invest the time in yourself to listen to a podcast, right? We had that conversation in the team chat yesterday where I asked you guys, what are your biggest struggles in business? And somebody had said that her biggest struggle is uh, the motivation. I said, what personal development are you listening to? She said, I'm not. I said, well, that's your problem. You're not investing the time in yourself. You're not investing the energy in yourself, right? One podcast a day is not that hard. You shower and you listen to a podcast. You cook dinner, you listen to a podcast. You go drive to work, listen to a podcast. I know she said her work, her work drive is five minutes, but like your shower is probably longer than five minutes, right? Like, can you make the time? Is it important or is it, kind of goes back to the podcast that I did today. If you can't make the time for it, is it a priority? And say that, don't say I don't have time. We are all given the same 24 hours in a day. I don't have time is a poopy excuse. We have time for what is a priority. So instead of saying, I don't have time, is that a priority to me? It's not a priority to me. I don't have the money. It's not a priority to me, right? So can you invest in yourself? Invest in your time, your energy. It does not always have to be something you pay for. There are tons and tons and tons of free books. Well, books aren't free, but podcasts are free. Books are pretty cheap. You can do a book still, right? Now, number nine is an awareness around your finances. Do you actually know how much money you make? Because we get one lump sum check a month, right? But what are you making weekly? What are you making on your trials? What are you making at your full-time job? What are you making that you're not even considering, right? Like Holly and I went on a walk a couple weeks ago and uh, there was, I don't know, like $36 or something sitting on the ground which I picked up and I gave to a homeless man because I don't feel right about picking up somebody else's money and taking it. That feels yucky to me, but like, it's still money that came in, right? Like I picked it up and I gave it to a homeless person either way. Like it's still money that came in. So are you tracking that? If you pick up a penny, are you tracking that? Spend the next seven days tracking every single penny that's coming in. 
every single trial you sell, every single penny you pick up on the ground, every single unexpected money that comes in, every single time you save money. If you use a coupon and you save money, that's still money coming in because you would have spent it, right? Like we kind of track that as money coming in. Um, what about if somebody buys you dinner or if somebody buys you a coffee or whatever? Okay. So an awareness around your finances. Do you know what you're making and do you know what you're spending? I told Holly this and it gave her the heebie-jeebies, but I told her for a very long time, I would just swipe my card on my checking account and pray to God that it didn't hit zero. Like I would just keep swiping until it denied me, right? Like I just, I was like, oh, I still got money. Oh, I still got money. Oh, I still got money. And she was like, oh, Jesus Christ, we are never sharing a bank account. But like, <laughs> I've gotten... I, I really, though, I have had so much growth, right? I would think about, Jesse Lee used this example on our Frontline Zoom. Uh, there have been two times now where they have been going out for steak, and it's been a group of people at the house. They're going out to Del Frisco's for steak, which is $100 a person for dinner, and I've said, no, I can't go. I, like, I need to spend that $100 on something else. It's not like I can't, it's not like I don't have the money, but I need to spend that money somewhere else. So are you aware of where you're spending money? And are you spending money just for clout, right? Yeah, in those situations, I probably was. There was a lot of times where I would not say no to going even if I couldn't afford it because I wanted the clout of, oh, I eat at Del Frisco's and drive in a fancy Porsche or a Lamborghini. Like, who, what do you freaking do? Who cares if your bank account is a zero? If your bank account looks like an emergency phone number where it says 9.11, who cares if you ride in a Lamborghini? It doesn't matter, Right? So we're playing this game for long-term wealth. There's a difference between wealthy people and rich people. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> rich people are the people that have the flashy cars and the flashy belts and the flashy purses and the flashy shoes. Great, you're rich, awesome. You wanna know about long-term wealth? Y'all, Jesse Lee's family for generations to come will never struggle because of the investments that she's made, because of the wealth that she has built. Are you in this for, to be rich? Are you in this for wealth? Or are you in this for $500 a month? That's fine too, wherever you're at, but like be aware of it. Number 10 is being committed to being a lifelong learner. Learners are earners, right? So you can always, 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 always learn from somebody. Always. I don't care what they, like I have had I'll, I'll give you guys an example. I, we, Holly and I went to brunch with this girl um, who, she is something. She's something special. But what did I, like, we, you still go to this situation and you, you interact with human behavior or you watch human behavior and you learn, right? Like, you learn what you don't, hmm, how do I say this? Um, we were going to this brunch to, like, try and find new friends in the area and you learn like what you're not looking for in friendships, what you're not looking, even if you're not learning something like something that doesn't seem tangible, like you're learning who I don't want to associate with, who the type of people that I don't want to associate with, right? Like she was, I'll give you an example. She was extremely rude to the wait staff, right? And like, I've kind of talked about this before, but she literally would ignore the wait staff. Like I thanked the wait staff for her for dropping off her drink at the table because she literally could not even bother to look up. So what did I learn? I literally do not want to associate with people that treat people like that, right? So you can learn something from everybody.
But I think what's really cool is that a lot of the podcasts that I personally enjoy listening to are not business podcasts. They're podcasts of people getting on and sharing their story, right? I'm big on empathy. You guys know I'm big on empathy. And that's probably because I've heard stories from so many different people. I've heard stories of the people that have been in the throes of addiction that almost died. I've heard the stories of the people that have been homeless. I've heard the stories of all of these types of people, right? So even if you're not doing business personal development, that's not the only kind of personal development there is. There is mindset growth. There is empathy growth. There is all kinds of things. So can you be focused on being a lifetime, lifelong learner, right? Number 11 is focus on what's important. People that run successful businesses focus on what's important. Prioritize the things that are time sensitive. Prioritize the things that matter to get done, right? Prioritize the things that need to be done. It's kind of like what uh, Bree talks about with the fluff DMOs, right? Pick your DMOs that are actually moving your business forward. Is sending a birthday message actually moving your business forward? Probably not in the grand scheme of things, right? Is commenting on people's pages actually making a sale for you? Probably not. So can you send one prospecting message a day instead of doing those birthday messages? So instead of sending your 10 birthday messages, send one prospecting message. You now have 365 new prospects in an entire year. Instead of commenting on a bunch of people's posts, can you, make, can you commit to making one post on Facebook and one post on Instagram a day? You now have 365 new opportunities for people to find you on both Facebook and both Instagram. So can you prioritize your, what is actually important? What is actually moving your, the needle? What is actually moving things forward? Yeah, it's cool to be able to send birthday messages. And if you have the extra time, if you have the time to do the fluff stuff, then do it. But prioritize the things that are actually important. Jen said, I've started doing this. I did the fluff because I got done faster. Yep. I did the fluff stuff because it got done faster and crossed off a bunch of stuff on my list. Now I do all the messaging first and get it out of the way. I love that. We do that all the time. You do the fluff stuff because you're like, oh, the birthday messages is easy. I can get this crossed off super quick. And you're like, I have been sending birthday messages every day for the last thousand days. Sweet. How many new customers do you have? None. Awesome. That probably wasn't working, which I know Jen, that's not applicable to Jen. That's not applicable to any of you guys, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, what is actually moving your, your needle forward? So prioritize, delegate. You guys, sometimes I, I have struggled with this for a really long time. I'm getting better at it. But like, I want to do everything because I can do it fast. I can do it right. I can do it good. But how are you encouraging people to step into their leadership if you're doing everything? Right? That's why I started handing off the reboot chat. It's not because I'm lazy. It's not because I can't do it. It's because it allows somebody else to step into their leadership, right? That's why I started handing off the, well, the 21 jump videos. If I had to do all 21 every month, I would literally go insane. But like, it's way cooler to get everybody's personality in there, right? Like hand off the stuff that you don't have to say yes to. And then kind of going back to the, um, the steakhouse thing, are you saying yes to things just for clout? Because sometimes we are, right? Like I said, sometimes I liked to go to the steakhouse and say, oh, I went to a steakhouse with Jesse Lee Ward and I rode in her Porsche. Really cool for clout. How many new customers did you get today? None. Awesome. Go to work. You know what I mean? Like, 
Are we focusing on what is actually important? Cool. My best friend has a Porsche and a Lamborghini and a Range Rover. What am I driving? Oh, a Jeep. I need to work harder. Right? Like, uh, and please don't just, that sounds bad because y'all helped me earn that Jeep and I love y'all for it. It's a free Jeep. I love it. But like in the grand scheme of things, you guys get what I'm saying, right? Like what is actually important and what is actually moving the needle forward. Okay. Number 12 is being open to change. And this is something that um, I commend Holly on all the time is that she's super, 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 super open to change. She's super open to adjusting. She's super open to compromising. She's super open to when I said building the business is a priority that probably would have knocked the wind out of a lot of people. And she's like, okay, cool. How can I support you? Okay, cool. What do you need from me to make this relationship work so that you can build the business and our relationship can work? Right? How many of you guys don't have relationships like that where, where your spouse is open to change? That is not a personal attack on anybody. If that teacher's <laughs> <just> like me, <laughs> right? But like who, and you have to be open to change as well. Like there are some things where I put my foot down and like, I'm not open to change on, but there are other things where I'm open to compromising on. Living in Frisco, not open to change on. Like we are going to live in Frisco, but like having dark, finishes in the kitchen open to that always <laughs> <laughs> like this does not seem like a fair compromise but you get what I'm saying right like open to change open to compromise and open to things shifting like if I wasn't open to change would I be sitting in this apartment in Texas no I would still be in a very toxic relationship in Maryland in a house that was miserable but I was open to the change and my God, did it pay off, right? And then number 13, which is the last one, is resiliency. And anybody that's been around for a year plus, you know exactly what resiliency means in this business because you watched half of our team walk away. But that stuff happens, you guys. And I, like, I don't talk about all of that. I want you to hear me when I say I don't talk about that instance over and over and over and over and over again to harp on it. I have no hard feelings about it anymore. Uh, but to help you guys understand that that's just part of this industry. Like people are going to leave. People are going to walk away. People are going to get disenfranchised because they sent 10 messages for three days and didn't get any customers. It happens. People are not willing to commit long-term to this. So the people that are going to build big businesses or the people that are going to build small businesses or the people that are going to stick and stay are the people that are going to get up every day and say, you know what? I got 10 no's yesterday, but I'm going to get a yes today. And even if they don't get a yes, I'm going to try again tomorrow. 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 I've been doing this for seven years. That makes me feel very old. I've been doing this for seven years. That makes me feel old though. I've been doing this industry for seven years. Wow. And I'm what, 26 years old? Okay, I'm not old, but like my point being. (laughs) 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 Whatever, Jen's looking at me like I'm insane too. She's like, okay, cool. No, it's not offensive. I don't mean that. (laughs) Right? I'm like sitting over here. I am 38 years old, Sydney. No, but you're not. You're not taking it the way I'm meaning it. Oh, Lord. I'm offending the team. Everybody's going to get disenfranchised. Okay, can we be resilient against that comment? My point. 
I've been doing this for seven years. Do you know how many times I've heard no in seven years? Like we all want the car earning rank. We all want the car earning champ. We all want, you know, whatever. Well, maybe you don't want that, but I know a lot of you guys on here do. And that's why you're on the zoom, right? Because you want to say I'm a champ. You want the car earning rank. You want the team to lead. You want the people on here that trust you with their business. Do you know how many people told me no? Do you know how many people walked away from me? Do you know how many people broke my heart before we got to what we have right now? You got to be resilient. You got to, right? And so when you're going through that storm, are you able to pull yourself out and also bring people with you? Okay, and I'll give you one last example because we got five minutes left. But when I left Mitch, you guys know this story. We literally had, I had 24 hours to get all of my crap out of his house, his house, because I couldn't afford to pay the rent by myself. I had to get all my stuff out of that house 24 hours before I had to get on a plane to go to Nashville. And I had to stand up on stage and speak in Nashville. And then I told everybody, uh, what it was a room of 500 people. So I had to tell 500 people, hi, I'm an addict. And then I had to be the support system. I don't use the word had the way that it sounds, but I had to be the support system for hundreds of people that wanted to come up to me and tell me their story about their brother who's an addict or their mom who's an addict or their sister or their cousin twice removed who's an addict or whoever, you know, everybody that knew an addict in their life wanted to tell me their story. And nobody knew that I was going through such darkness. Nobody knew. Cause I just kept pulling my hand down and reaching up and grabbing those people out, pulling my hand down, reaching up and grabbing those people out. That is resiliency that is resiliency, right? And I'm not saying that you can't feel your feelings. And I'm not saying when you're going through a storm, you can't be, you know, you can't be hurt and you can't be sad and you can't be whatever, but like, can you reach down and help other people out at the same time? Right. I was going through the darkness. It was dark, dark, dark. I was about to celebrate a thousand days sober, which I never thought I was going to make it to reaching down and pulling people out, reaching down, pulling people out right? So can you reach down and pull people out? It's not going to be easy. This, this industry, like Jesse Lee talks about this all the time, the industry, the day-to-day -day tasks of this are easy. Sending messages is not hard. Going live is not hard. It's scary. It's uncomfortable, but it's not hard, right? It's not hard labor, but facing your demons, that's hard. The personal development that it's going to take to get to this level, that's hard. The things that you're going to face in this industry, they are going to be emotionally hard. So can you be resilient, right? And so that is going to be the 13th characteristic of a successful business owner.